0: Entertainment. I, I love the way you say film hello and welcome to the film show i'm your host owen ronane as always joined by d Malumbi and brian lloyd how are you guys good that's a nice hoodie brian Thank you, um,
1: but you see, I have terrible, terrible dandruff, so oh. I'm very aware of the fact that <laughs> why, like, I have to...
2: Why? Why do you give us information we don't need to know? Why? Well, I'm just I wasn't being honest. You out. No, I know, but like it just, literally, like... no one mentioned it. But now I know gonna be like... now you're going to be
1: looking for it. Yeah, no. Well,
0: like it's it's about. Well, it's your dandruff free.
1: It's dandruff free currently, but like I mean, the min- I could literally just touch my hair and like there'll be a snowstorm. And like the thing of it is, is that dandruff isn't does not come from like uh, a lack of <laughs> cleanliness. D, I can feel your. I know judgment. that
2: I just. Just didn't need to know.
1: Well, like it's, it's just a flaky scalp. It's a flaky scalp, and I've used t gel, and it didn't fucking work either. Oh, Tea gel is a lot of gel's meant to help. They say that, but it didn't. If I don't you know. you've had very short hair in the past, if you shave your head, does it go? See, away? that's it. That's it. When I sh- <laughs> no, but seriously, when I had my head shaved, perfect, and then I started growing it back, and now it's gotten worse.
0: So you've got to choose between John McClane or I don't know. I don't know because I really
1: don't want to shave my head again.
2: What about Head and Shoulders?
1: Clearly, I started with that, <laughs> yeah. and that didn't work.
2: People are going to be listening. <laughs>
1: People are going to be listening to this, thinking this is we're going about to break why into just, an ad. But not, I tried.
2: <laughs> really AJ? does sound like that. These you are you are my should have worn a white hoodie. You went against white.
1: Yeah, but like white hoodies look silly. I don't know why white white, know. white white hoodies look. White t-shirt is fine. A white hoodie yeah. looks silly. It's a bit vanilla ice or something. Very, very. I'd I'm, like to see it. I just, I'm not, I, I can't even pull it off ironically. Like, I'll give you an example. There was a guy who used to work in this office. Ewan you Murphy so? was his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Ewan Murphy was the kind of guy who could very, very, and I can see Charlotte kind of laughing, our producer oh, laughing ever smirk. so slightly, a smirk as it were. Uh, but Ewan was able to pull off wearing very kind of ironic uh, t-shirts, yeah. like bright pink ones. And, I, like, I couldn't do that. They'd have some int-
0: intense slogan S- or whatever. Some
1: very, yeah, very earnest, intense slogan. Like, in small writing that you'd have to get up close to read. Yeah. I can't wear that kind of
0: t-shirt. Like, I
1: think just change your
0: style to hip-hop. I, no. <laughs> I'd love to see I that. Just, I just... Like,
1: no. No. <laughs> one month trial. Although, funny, like, I mean, Irish hip-hop is different. Like, because I remember when Kojak was in here for the oh, revisit. Yeah. He was wearing a fucking fleece. He <laughs> looked like... He looked like one of those, like... Camp uh, well, nice. It was in the depths of winter True but like He looked like A camp counsellor And I was like You're meant to be Like this It's a really good point Like hip hop Icon in Ireland And you're dressed
0: like You're in fucking Glendalough what That's fuck the thing Because like, I can picture the fleece But I can also picture Like I'm like Oh that is kind of hip hop Which says I don't know I don't know
1: either I don't even like hip hop That much <laughs> anyway Like
0: Alright we're going to trial this 30 days Brian hip hop uh, we've Please got no. one piece oh. of movie news. Movie
3: news.
0: Morbius is out. That's the news we're talking about, and it's Jared Leto again. And it's in the trailer. It says from the lads who brought you Venom and the other two, <laughs> the so, Spider-Man movies. Yeah, ones. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I still haven't forgiven Sony for being so shite. <laughs>
1: Don't even hide it Don't even hide it It's shit You're all shit It's
0: just interesting To see Jared Leto Because obviously I mean he's not the first To do the DC to Marvel Swap But I'm just like But he's Joker Is he though? (laughs) He's the one and only Joker Is he though? I mean is he? Come
2: on (laughs) Come on He's the performance
0: of Joker What are you talking about? He he was
2: damaged (laughs) He doesn't really seem To be like is it just me or is he fairly like kind of blank and expressionless in that trailer? Yeah. Like he's not really trying. Maybe he tried too much like... with the joke. Maybe he tried too much playing the Joker. And I was like, I'm not even going to try anymore. Oh, yeah. I'm I just going to use my back. natural demeanor and yeah, handsome looks. It's quite I handsome? Jared Harris? Yeah. It.
1: Jared yeah. Harris plays gravelly exposition man. <laughs> <laughs> which he has played 1000 times before. Yeah. And he's good at it. He's really good at it. But like. He's so much better than that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on, Jared Harris. You're I'd love to see him it. in a
0: proper leading role after Chernobyl. Like, right? ride, ride that wave and do something. Yeah. Not playing a da or a king.
1: Or some kind of Navy commander. Yeah. Or a doctor. Or a token British man. Or a token British man giving the exposition. <laughs> Give me a fucking meaty role, Jared Harris. Jesus Christ, you're
0: better than this. I like the bit in the Morbius trailer, though, where uh, they go to the Bat Cave. <laughs> And he's like, the bats are coming forward. Ah, the bats and and they're biting my hand. Yeah, he's Ah. like, there's frail Jared. And then it cuts to like ripped Jared for like one shot where he's like. Oh my God. I I mean, like what
1: I find hilarious about this is the fact that it's basically Jared Leto playing a... Emo goth guy who's way older than you think he is, and he's super buff. Wow, <laughs> what a fucking stretch, Jared Leto. <laughs> Holy shit, how are you ever gonna convince people?
2: And he's a vampire,
1: yeah, yeah, that as well. Well, that's what that was the I liked he's more older than the comic than he is.
3: books, but... yeah. Do I mean, know? like,
1: it, it, I don't really get
2: uh, to be honest. And hopefully I won't have a lot of superhero fans after me, but I don't really get the purpose of the character because he's kind of Batman. Yeah. And he's, he's kind of Blade. Yeah. But he's and he's kind of Venom as well. They were definitely going for the Venom tone in the trailer, but he's yeah. not really anything at all. <laughs> was Venom a
0: huge success for some? Yes. Oh yeah. It
2: yeah. was a huge box office success. That's the thing. Like no one saw coming. Yeah. They didn't even have that many, like Adsford or anything. No. It was basically, I think it was just Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy sold that movie. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 And I even remember as well watching Venom thinking this shit. This is gonna bomb huge. Yeah. And then it made fucking silly money.
2: I think like he writes these rules. I also I thought that. Yeah, I went to an evening school. Yeah, I was with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, remember, we've discussed this before when they're plugging you with the booze. Uh, yeah,
3: okay. And
2: yeah. uh yeah, and and I think that. I mean, I was out at several times in the movie. I was just like, I'm out. But like the bit where Michelle Williams is Venom and then she makes out with Tom Hardy and Venom goes from Michelle Williams to him. I was just like, what the hell is this movie even anymore? I don't, I don't understand it. And Riz Ahmed was just exposition guy. But also you kind of got this, you also got the sense that like half of his scenes were cut out because like, it it didn't always make sense what he was saying, and it was just like it was such a mess of a movie. Yeah. And remember, you read all the behind-the-scenes stuff, and there was like a bunch of stuff cut out of it, and it's like, I don't know, I don't know. It barely made sense as a movie. Yeah. Barely.
1: Like the whole bit at the end where he's like running up the space shuttle. I was like, when what the fuck did this space shuttle come into it? When was this a thing? And it's just like, no, oh yeah, he's like going trying to get back from space, the symbiote that yeah, one. it's just like there were so many parts of Venom. That I was watching, it was like, yeah, I this has just been hacked to pieces with a fucking chainsaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think with Morbius, perhaps there is that sort of thing of,
0: okay, we're going to be kind They've of... They've had time. There's no... Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no
1: pressure on them to... To make this. Just like, do
0: it right. <laughs> exactly.
1: And like the guy who they got to direct is a guy called Daniel Espinosa, who did... Do you remember that film that was out a couple of years ago, Life? With Jake Gyllenhaal and oh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds, and mm. I forget who the third person was. Was, okay. it, was it Rebecca Ferguson? It was Rebecca yes. Ferguson, yeah. And he did a few. I'm just looking at his Safe credits here. House,
2: Safe House, Child 44 as well. That wasn't that oh, bad. That was yeah, so Child okay. 44 wasn't bad. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was actually all right. I don't know. Like, I mean, there's a part of me that's like, kind of thinking this is going to be one of those things where it'll be just grand. Yeah. It'll be totally fine. But will it
2: make a mint at the box office? Is probably. The
1: probably, because, you know, in the same way that Tom Hardy was, you know, 70% of the reason people turned out for Venom, you can be guaranteed 70% of the reason people are going to turn out for Morbius
0: is because Jared Harris. Jared Harris. Harris. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, but that, I thought he's persona non grata. Jared, Jared Harris. Leto. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, all that, remember all that shit he was doing in the Suicide Squad where he was like sending yeah, the dead the rats and a condom to people? <laughs> and I'm not even exaggerating there. He really did send yeah, like was used weird. condoms yeah. to him. It's like, what the fuck is that?
0: What is it like, people refer to, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the store in America, but it's like... Hot Topic Joker. Yeah. He was he's Hot Topic hot Joker. D- sick and twisted. <laughs> yeah, he's damaged, like the damaged thing on the forehead. Like, All right, on. we're going to move into reviews. Actually, we have a lovely... Wait, first I better say the word. Movie reviews. Movie reviews. That's right, movie reviews. That's right, movie reviews. Reviews.
2: Movie reviews. Yay!
0: Yeah! Yeah! we got it. We got it finally. We finally got D to play the stupid joke. We have some great movies today. We've got Bombshell, Just Mercy, and Bad Boys for Life. We ain't going nowhere.
1: We, we cannot can be, be stopped, stopped now. now
0: because it's, it's Bad, bad boys, boys for Life
2: for Life. I can't join in because I'm not a bad boy.
0: You could be. You could be a it's bad boy. It's a state boy. of mind. I'm not a bad boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nor am I. Like, I'm I don't a have a badge man. necklace.
1: Right? (laughs) He's the definition of half man, half drugs, bad boy, that's what's up. Dear God. Yeah, oh, because I was so white there. I was so white you Uh, could actually see the curvature of the sun.
0: We need to get you that white hoodie. Right?
1: Yeah, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Here we go, it all ties together.
0: Uh, Bombshell first. Bit less of a laugh to the subject matter, but uh, pretty bombastic. Like, what I found
1: interesting about Bombshell was, was that like, uh, it kind of not and, and now this because I'm I'm trying to like teeter on the edge here, right? This film annoyed me somewhat because <laughs> I do think that like there was something very very serious about it, very very much so. Because obviously it's about fucking sexual harassment, like which is just the trailer
0: comes across as like really- a comedy. Yeah. Like a comedy. Or like yeah. Oceans Eleven or something. Yeah.
1: And it's all kind of like it opens with like Margot Robbie okay. talking straight at a camera and you're thinking, Oh, this is gonna be like the big short where it's, it's
2: Charlie's Theron. Oh fuck, you're right. Jesus. It's okay. I We're Sorry It's okay They're all blonde actresses They're all interchangeable right? That's true right?
1: They all just look the same to me Like the white women Just all look the same they're to me They're all nominated like, for Oscars And they're all nominated for Oscars <laughs> Every single No moment.
2: Nicole Kidman wasn't <laughs> I
3: mean it's
1: true though but,
2: oh. Well she's in it Like Laura
1: less, Dern though Less yeah
0: She's she's a white woman, but that's what I'm saying <laughs> Blonde With
1: white women, like they all just look the same. Like I can't tell you as apart. Like you just have blonde hair and the white, and yeah. you're just like. Can't... Do
2: you want to make your way out of the hole? No, no, I'm gonna dig further. <laughs>
1: um, it does give us a snub. <laughs> so it's these three
0: women, I like, guess.
1: No, it's it's no, it's actually really horrible. It's like the, it's the that but...
0: translation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry, I, didn't, I, I wanted
0: you to make it. <laughs>
1: no, it, it it is the story of uh, the Fox News sexual harassment scandal that was carried out by Roger Ailes. Um, carried out against Roger Ailes. Carry, well, yeah, he was the one who was harassing them. Carried yeah. out by him. Okay, he was the one. It was, who was sure. a campaign
0: of harassment carried out by one perpetrator. Yes,
3: Roger oh, Ailes.
2: Okay, sorry, but it was you more. It I'd never say carried out, yeah. but it, yeah,
0: yeah. I've been know, carrying was? out a campaign of slagging I suppose. Yeah. No. Yeah. Carried out. Sounds right. Anyway. Well,
2: I wrote this sentence. (laughs) Jesus Christ,
1: saved me! I was like drowning there. Bombshell
2: is based on the accounts of several female employees at Fox News who set out to expose CEO Roger Ailes for sexual harassment. Perfect. He used to make them do. That's why I wrote the review, Brian. (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) Wow! Knives. That's on. Uh, That's on Entertainment.ie now. Ooh. If you want, great to read website, it. great website, great website, great podcast, great podcast.
0: All right, someone tell me about bombshell.
2: <laughs> it's very good. Um, I mean, Brian kind of touched on it there, but really, um, the start of the film I thought was very Adam McKay, like it feels exactly like Big Short, yeah. Vice, all of those kind of movies, which I thought was kind of a weird approach. But the weirder thing about it was that it started that way and then it kind of quickly abandoned that. Okay. And then there were certain elements of um the film that fer- felt very sensationalist and then there were some bits that were very kind of harrowing, very emotional uh to see. There's one scene in particular between um uh, Margot Robbie and John Lithgow. John Lithgow plays Roger Ailes, which is just so like horrific, horrific to watch. Like Shit. it's and 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 then, you know, there are other kind of stories that are told off-screen, but even just seeing that um particular scene, it, it was really really it kind of hits you, you know. Yeah. Um But like in terms of like tone and style, it was a bit all over the place, which I thought was kind of to its detriment, which was really kind of sad because I feel like they should have. I didn't think that the sensationalist tone of it was really appropriate. I get that it kind of fit in with the fact that it is about Fox News and Fox News is very much of that tone. But I thought if they were going to do a serious kind of account of it, then they really should have kept it serious throughout. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have like I mean, you know, in every film, you're going to have like kind of humorous moments, I suppose. But it just they just didn't really. (laughs) They're going to naturally occur. Yeah, they're going to naturally occur. I mean, but you shouldn't be kind of going like going out of your way, kind of looking for them, if you get what I mean. Because even I don't know what
0: the Um, template for something like this is. Is it like spotlight or is it? Well, you know, like, I feel like it should have it, been it Yeah, yeah down, I feel yeah. like
2: that Yeah I think that That kind of tone Would have been Much more appropriate I know what you mean by the
0: kind of Adam McKay Like lots of camera moves <clears throat> And swipes And like people walking
3: Yeah the people camera, talking right? To the, the, the camera. Wall, yeah, 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 yeah yeah
0: yeah Oh I didn't know it does that It does yeah. that That's literally the
1: first scene Is mm, Charlie's throne As Megyn Kelly Yeah as Megyn Kelly Describing how Fox News Is laid out Like on the second floor It's Roger Ailes On the first floor It's this 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 And okay, that Okay yeah I mean, yeah, basically everything what d said that's exactly what I was gonna say, right down to mm. the whole thing about the messing up of the tone of it and stuff like that. I do think though there is one point of it that bugged the shit out of me was every time they talked about something, like when they describe like another scandal that happened, it cut to this like five minute like scene, okay, where they just gave like the cliff notes of it mm. the whole time it was like, I want to see. The aftermath of that. I want yeah, to know what yeah. happened to her. I want to know yeah. what happened to him. Yeah. There were all the f- other Fox News controversies. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The focus was all off. It was kind of scanning over the bits that it should have delved into and then going into way too much detail about it. I thought that there was a lot of focus, for example, given on the whole uh, Margaret Robbie and Kate McKinnon storyline, which wasn't even true. Yeah. So okay. that was like, yeah, so it was really weird. And not yeah. even that as
1: well. But like the fact this is that like there were far more... Uh, emotionally convincing stories for real that they could have told yeah I don't
0: think Megyn Kelly was particularly happy
1: no there was actually there's there's actually a very interesting video uh, online at the minute that you can see it's like a 30 minute video of her and two other people the real the real Megyn Kelly and Mm -hmm. two women who were actually mentioned in the film Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah and it's them talking about look here's what we thought of bombshell Here's what's right. Here's, here's what's, what's right. Here's what's wrong. I feel like they should have done more about this. They didn't do enough about that, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. So it's interesting if you if you're
0: actually yeah. If you enjoy the yeah. film, it's really worth. But if
1: if you do want to know more about this, I would argue the thing to watch is the loudest voice in the room, which is the one with uh, Russell Crowe. Okay. And it's it's like five part. I think it's five or six part miniseries on HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Crowe plays John Ailes, and it's a far more in depth it has the humour but like it has it just at the right point like it's yeah, far like more appropriately ballad- yeah, yeah, appropriately yeah. like it's mm. nothing has ever done to yuck it up like there yeah. was a few scenes in it where it was like I feel like you've just thrown this in because you just need a laugh because we've had like a really fucking depressing 10 minute scene Yes We need something here to oh we're gonna make fun of like Rudy Giuliani now or we're gonna make fun of Sean Hannity now mm. oh he's carrying a gun isn't that so fucking weird mm. oh What's his face? Bill O'Reilly's a complete fucking
0: tool. Yeah, but like we knew this. They must have had a laugh cast and all those people, I guess. They, they did, like, I mean
1: Yeah, like the guy who they got to they got Richard Kind, um, who you would know from God, what would you know him from? He was in Seinfeld. You just if you saw his he's face. One of those know, guys. He's one of those guys, he was in or enthusiasm, you'd know him. The minute if I just Richard Kind, you'd know him. Going, I'm he was it. brilliant as uh, Rudy Giuliani. But like another part of this I don't know about how you felt about this day, but like when I was watching oh, Richard Kind, <laughs> yeah him you know him now don't you
0: <laughs> he's the uncle in uh, Serious Man there you go he's got the sebaceous cyst <laughs> yeah <laughs> Richard Kine. Um, what's the name of the book he's working on oh my gosh you know what he's the, in
2: yeah. he's in like every freaking Disney movie he kind yeah. talks he's, like he, he, yeah, he's, like, um, I want to talk like this he's um <laughs> you're one yeah. in Inside Out Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. And he's Hopper's brother in A Bug's Life. Oh, what's the name of that oh character? Oh my God, Bing he bo- is Bing, Bing bong. bong. Bing Bong. Oh my God, Bing Bong. Bing I'm going to cry. If Toy I think Story about Three Bing as well. Who's oh, in Toy Story Three?
0: Doesn't say. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's in loads of things. He's in movies. loads of things. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But
1: I don't know how about you felt about this. Dave, but that there was a part of me that was watching this that I was kind of like, like, right. <laughs> Obviously, what happened to these women was terrible. But at the same mm. time as well, like the stuff that they were doing, like Megyn Kelly, mm-hmm. like like it was Fox News, the whole fucking everyone in it. Like it, it tries to get you to... Does ev- it go into that?
2: Yeah. See, it tried it to does get, It does kind of go into how they basically kind of turned on each other and were protecting Roger. It does go into yeah, that, you know? it does. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of hard <laughs> feel totally sorry for them, you know, but I yeah. think it was important to kind of highlight as well. I mean, I will say in defense of the movie that um, the performances are great in it. Yeah. Like Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie, and John Lithgow as Roger Ailes Fantastic. is horrifying. No like, way. Fantastically oh, horrifying. Brilliant. Like he really does get into it and he's not afraid to be an absolute dickhead. So he's great in it, um, all the performances in it. And you've got like Kate McKinnon in a serious role. She can Mm. really act. Um, And then you've got the likes of Alison Janney and Rob Delaney and a few others kind of turn up. And they're all they're all good. It's a great cast. Yeah. I felt like Bombshell had this problem and I think it's kind of a particular Problem of like our age and maybe the millennials dare I say that it was it was very imbued with passion and it was very angry and very pissed off with what kind of happened here but it didn't actually kind of offer a solution or have something concrete to say it was just very kind of I don't know.
1: Here's how shit it is.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And you're kind of like, duh. And so that's it. Yeah. I walked yeah, out. Yeah, it's of not it.
0: a bigger commentary. i trying.
1: Yeah, like I, like I walked out of it. Was like, okay, you've told me how shit this is. Fine. I kind of knew already. I like, I knew these people were scumbags. You didn't need to fucking waste yes. two hours of my time telling me that these people were scumbags. Yeah. yeah, I knew that already. Yeah, like
2: we've been reading about it for the last couple of years yeah. in the media now you know
1: yeah, yeah um
2: so i think yeah i think it was it was it was a missed opportunity yeah that's really oh, what it was yeah like, Cause you know
0: it doesn't seem too bad it's just yeah, it's fine like, it,
2: like it's a good movie i i think the performances carry it through honestly it's down to that past yeah.
0: it's just quite sensational
1: and even in that as well i think there is that kind of thing of like i get now why it's kind of gotten some kind of uh what's the word recognition at the Oscars because it's exactly the kind of Oscar film that we talked about before which is mm. American Hustle American Hustle and all those kind of things where it's it's a great performance in an otherwise lackluster film yeah. yes yeah, yeah that's
0: just it you know going all the way back to Crash yeah or like the Theory of
1: Everything or <laughs> yeah. or Crash or fucking American Hustle yeah those yeah. ones where it's like the film is kind of meh but the performances
0: are so good. That drives me mad. It, yeah, yeah, I know. It drives me it's mad as well. My pet peeve. Yeah, because also, like, I don't think it's even necessarily. I mean, obviously, we do follow American media and stuff, but sure. sometimes movies like this feel so. And then we'll put it in Europe, like tacked on, mm-hmm. like yeah. uber American story. Yeah, actually, it's. Funny, I mean, we like, do follow this stuff, yeah, but we knew about the controversy, but I always feel like, oh, thanks for also shipping it over here. Yeah,
1: because I was watching I watched it with. Uh, I watched it with my fiance, and she was like, "Like I knew who some of these people were. Like I kind of knew who Bill O'Reilly was. I kind of knew who." That was, but like, I didn't know who that character was. Like, there's mm. one scene in it where it cuts to Bill O'Reilly, and it's kind of yeah. like he's in a deep fake kind of thing, or I don't know, whatever. Oh, it's spot on O'Reilly, like, it's weird. It was like his face was CGI'd or something, I don't mm. know what it was, but anyways, um, she was like, "Who, Who is that guy? And I was like, Oh, that's Bill O'Reilly, he was this, like, you have to lean in and go, He's awesome, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, I have right. to kind of explain it to like, so like, I think. I mean Yeah but I
2: mean it should have been accessible outside of America you know what I mean Yeah. Oh yeah if it was better written Yeah and
1: better better executed It it wasn't all with
0: us in mind really I suppose
1: No and like to be fair I think as well like I think the fact that you know the three of us and like Charlotte as well like we work in the media so we kind of you have an understanding of it there's a sort of already acknowledgement of oh yeah this is what it's like not the sexual harassment part of it but I mean <laughs> not that part of it not that part of it. stop nodding sir. ryan are running a campaign and... <laughs> but the the, 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 like, the fast the, the fast pace of it like the fact that like you're just kind of like turning it out all sure, the time yeah. and, you know that kind of like that was familiar I suppose okay yeah yeah but Everything else was a bit... It's you know. not like The Wire Season 5. <laughs> no, that, that... Jesus, that was depressing. <laughs> that was so depressing. The Wire Season 5. Jesus Christ, like...
0: Just like the end of, like, newspapers. And you're just
2: like, oh, this is fucked. It's all true.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Anyway, there was a tangent. But... Rating?
2: I think I gave it three and a half on site. Because I do think it's a good movie. I do. I That's better than three, but, like, yeah. Yeah. But it, it has... It has issues. And like I said, I just... I'm 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 disappointed there was a better film to be had there. Yeah. To be made on that subject matter. I would
1: have gone two and a half. No way. Yeah. I thought it was very okay. That's average, yeah. Very okay. Like two and a half to me is okay. See, I, st- is... I still
2: I still I still did find it like very moving. And very yeah, no, it is. No, point, it is. You know, so maybe that's why. Not that I enjoyed it more. No, but I do I enjoyed being upset.
1: <laughs> no, I, I would say that yeah, I would yeah. definitely think it... And I, this might sound like a out, but I do think women watching it have a far sharper impact. Right. It would have a sharper... Because like, Kate walked out and she was like, that was really, really horrifying. And yeah, I was like,
0: yeah. yeah, it's horrifying. It's all paradynamics and it's stuff. paradynamics and stuff like that. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I
1: do think that like women watching it will have a far greater appreciation of it. Jeepers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now down south of uh, in America, also is a film uh, set there called Just Mercy. Yep, yep uh, All yep. accurate. You, yep. you, you, you. Just like I could just see. You like, is this right? What I'm saying? <laughs> it's these based words in America also. <sighs> for okay.
2: for simplicity's sake, I'm also just going to read my yeah. summary from the Way website. To phone it in, D. You <laughs>
0: know, if you if you didn't tell people you were reading from the website, you could just say like you're really good at giving synopses. Yes, I could be. But give this in a non I'm reading voice
2: based on a true story. Just Here's Mercy that. follows civil rights defense attorney Brian Stevenson, played by Michael Lee Jordan, as he dedicates his career to defending prisoners on death row His greatest challenge yet proves to be representing Walter McMillan, played by Jamie Foxx, who is sentenced to death after being wrongfully convicted for the murder of a white woman in Alabama. Stevenson will not only have to prove his case, but challenge the justice system and prejudices that led to McMillan's arrest. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, was it it
0: sounded very original.
2: Yeah. It was original. I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the sense of like, it sounded
1: like you were like giving a cold read. You weren't reading from a script.
2: Yeah. Um, but I don't know how familiar <clears throat> you guys are with um, Brian Stevenson. He's been doing, um, the three of them actually, Brian Stevenson, Michael B. Jordan, who plays him in the film, and Jamie Foxx. They've been doing a lot of uh, promo for this movie. They were doing all the American TV shows Stevenson's last week. Stevenson's the Lawyer.
0: Yeah, real Stevenson's okay.
2: the lawyer in real life. And Brian Stevenson is just the most beautiful speaker and inspirational. And he speaks so clearly and eloquently and just and the amount of work he's done, like when you read his Wikipedia page in, ter- in terms of like all of these things he's done. He's particularly obviously, you know, he's standing up for prisoner rights and stuff, but he's also mm. been like. Absolutely tantamount to um, kind of changing the law, particularly with regards to minors, because in America, in several states, it's still legal to trial children. So um, kids who are like under the age of 18 as adults. So like you have a 10 year old going up and being like. You know, sent to prison, which is crazy. Yeah, someone chooses to. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, he stands up a lot for. Yeah, and he talks a lot about like um, the disenfranchised, particularly black people, but like poor black people, how they have both like their class and their race kind of working against them. And you know, he's so kind of frustrated by the fact that if you are rich and white or poor versus black, committing the same crime, you know exactly how it's going to play out. And basically, we totally need to change this system because it's just. Crazy and unfair, and even like the title of the film just strikes me so much. just mercy, because can we have a system like a justice system, because justice is so often associated not with fairness necessarily, but crime and punishment sure. but also mercy, which is associated with compassion with forgiveness, because like justice is about punishing him, getting even, making sure that you know he goes down for the bad thing he did. Is it possible to introduce mercy into a system like that? Can they coexist? yeah, so and he's kind of talked about all these issues and he's an incredible man and it's a really it's a really beautiful film it's really harrowing um, I've been listening to a couple of podcasts with him and a lot of incidents in the film did happen to him in really? real life like when he went down to a prison and he was like strip searched even though he's a lawyer so yeah. that's complete bull and um, one of the very first kind of convicts I think it was the first convict he ever met this was when he was studying law He w- he went down to the prison to let the prisoner know that um, that he wasn't that he wasn't in danger of being sentenced to death in the next year, and the prisoner was just so like grateful to him. He yeah. was hugging him. They were having this conversation for hours, even though they were only meant to be there for half an hour. And then the guards suddenly barged in, like roughhouse. The prisoner took him away. Brian Stevenson was saying, "This isn't right. This isn't right." And the prisoner said don't worry, don't worry, it's fine, Brian, just make sure you come back and visit me. And as he was being taken away, he started singing this gospel song. Oh my God. And that's in the film. That's like the first scene and that actually like happened in real life. So it's an incredible inspirational story. And the fact that this guy... Uh, Walter McMillan uh, was wrongfully committed when there were so sorry wrongfully convicted when there were so many of his friends and family who were actually witness and were there with him that day yeah and apparently the place where this crime happened like he'd never even been in that state or in that area or something and yet he was like convicted and, and he was on death row they're
0: gonna be they're all quite resigned yeah
2: yeah and they're they're well they're obviously trying to stand up for for themselves but they're just like totally kind of pushed to the side or whatever told they're irrelevant and it's just, just yeah it's a harrowing movie it's really kind of sad um yeah it's powerful stuff it's the 1980s so the thing is like it's 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 not that far away from kind of what's happening now has there been that much change since um that's kind of the scary thing about it um other performances are great i think that michael b jordan just has it i've talked about this before as a superstar and i think that part of his charm and why people kind of like him so much as an actor is he acts like he doesn't even know how good he is <laughs> he re no but that's the sense you get from him and like i've interviewed him twice now um oh. may have a slight crush on him because he's beautiful
1: bullshit <laughs> oh, i'm sorry my coffin <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. crush is bullshit or the no that it's a little crush <laughs> like little little you really want to you want to get into this want to do this now let's do this now he is obsessed with Michael I'm Kirby not Jordan. obsessed with him. Listen, I saw that Creed Two interview, and you were very, very professional. But at the same time, I know right well. Yeah. The like, I just you know, don't like, don't, don't fucking sit here and lie to me and be all like, oh no, no I have a little crush. You don't.
0: <laughs> you just don't. I,
1: don't really, I, don't like, like, I have I, a
0: crush on him. I think he's. I have
1: a crush on him. Fruitvale Station to him as well. Very
0: good
2: film. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's used in that. And like yeah, Black, Black Panther, Panther, yeah,
1: fantastic yeah. in that. Yeah. I oh, know. I've got a fucking crush on him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm basically straight, and I've got a fucking crush on him. So yeah. like,
0: <laughs> yeah, basic. I mean, like,
1: yeah, I'm straight more or less. Yeah. I'm I'm like, like the ten percent is Michael B. Jordan. You know what I mean? Maybe one percent is Harrison Ford. Like circa. Actually, Redis who are time. you
0: gay for? oh well. sorry this is a really serious film <laughs> i don't know like harrison ford
1: i guess michael b jordan definitely um even present day harrison ford yeah no way he's what they call daddy did i do that right <laughs> i don't know whatever I i'm never not hear this. i never want to hear this again D, go back to D, help
0: back to the racial <laughs> help, uh, help
2: yeah no it's really good uh. <laughs> <laughs> look at her trying to keep it straight <laughs> I don't have a crush on Mike
0: B. Jordan um, <laughs>
1: what's
0: this impression no because I remember when we were doing
1: the Creed 2 review there was a, there was uh, there's a scene in Creed 2 where he's training uh, out in the desert and I Montage. remember yeah, oh, Mont-
2: I wish I hadn't seen this film with Brian now because like he'll uh, never let this go and I just saw, her just, I
1: just saw her, like <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, like
1: describe your <laughs> like oh yeah so she had her like hand underneath her chin and the t- the, the head tilt the head was tilting <laughs> ever so her. slightly you could just see you could just see the eyes just like trying to take as much of like Michael B. Jordan's abs in as she could and then when we went to do the review of it afterwards it was like so Dee what was your favourite scene Oh, I really loved the training montage. <laughs> oh it was my. really well done. I was like, was it, yeah? Not the fact that he was like glistening Adonis <laughs> <laughs> Greek <laughs> god of a body
0: on him. You can defend mm. yourself, D. <laughs> like,
1: step how, in here, am like I lying? Is, is how, any of this
0: lies? I? Like, what no can it I isn't do? like
2: well, he keeps his shirt on and Just <laughs> uh, Not even uh, one shower scene? <laughs> no, you, you, a... I, I've given out about those shower scenes. I'm glad because that would have been Creed totally. shower scenes? No, no, just general shower scenes with guys. You know how I've given it... out about how, like, that's such a thing. Like, the guy comes out of the shower. And... Because
0: it's as close to, like, masculine nudity. I, nudity.
2: I, and not n- nudity. It's like, um, <laughs> whatchamacallit? objectifying. I'm standing yeah. up for you guys. No, I like that. I have sure. a bigger
0: problem with lads holding a Budweiser in films than getting Really? Why a Budweiser? For me, it's the shower. Because and... it's that one from the, like, the one where she buys an inn and it's like, he's like a part-time firefighter who's...
1: Who just, just wants to have a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Not as bullshit.
2: Yeah, also, he wouldn't have that bod if he was drinking beer. <coughs> Great
3: yeah, point. Very true.
2: very true. There you go.
0: He'd have the big fucking beer gut, like. Unless it's a Heineken zero-zero. <laughs> now this sounds like an ad <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, how's
0: Jimmy Fox in it
2: he's really good he he's, really always, good. Sounds, he's, he's yeah. always really good yeah. that's the thing it's a really great cast we've got Brie Larson in there as well Rafe Spall um, Tim Blake Nelson totally steals every actor. every scene that he's in he completely steals yeah. he's so so good he's he plays in um, southern
0: movies as well. he's just the ultimate southern
2: oh my guy. gosh and in this he's got like this kind of Oh, I don't know how to describe it, but he's got like this kind of half droopy mouth. I don't oh, know okay. if there's a name of the is condition he or like whatever. A, does he have a stroke? Like, a,
1: like yeah, a stroke? that's
2: what it looks like. Yeah. I don't. I, I. To be honest, I don't know if there's a name for the condition. Yeah. Um. But I really enjoyed like, him yeah, in he totally Watchmen that, yeah. as well. He's so, in the Watchmen
0: yeah. TV series. And, yeah. He was, he's great. He actually is great. He's such a good actor. Like him and John yeah, Turturro or whatever from. Yeah. Come brother. on. Uh. But what is the name of the movie I'm thinking of that? is the other southern one with Samuel L. Jackson being arrested. A Time to Kill. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any references to that in this?
2: <laughs> I don't know because I haven't seen A Time to Kill. Have not? But I don't think that it was a movie kind of looking for references. It yeah. was just trying to, you Tell know, portray a, a kind of, yeah, an authentic portrayal and it kind of integrated, like I said, different moments in Bryan Stevenson's life. Like, it's not like necessarily in order. Like, I think that that, um, you know, case where he was like strip searched before prison, that wasn't, for defending Walter Macmillan. That happened in like another part of his it's life. A bit but they a kind of. Ind-
0: of abuse. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's just a medley of kind of, you know, um, injustices, yeah. you know, and corruption kind of in our system. There is a scene in particular, um, and I don't think it's given away, saying that it involves an inmate going to the electric chair, because I mean, like, he's defending inmates on death row. So you're going to have a scene like that. That's really, really powerful, really God. emotional, really upsetting. Um, it comes kind of at a funny place in the movie, like not quite like a bit past the halfway point. And I thought it was kind of funny that the most kind of emotional scene kind of didn't come at the end. I found that that was the most emotional. And then kind of afterwards, you go into kind of the courtroom drama territory. Yeah. Um, so that's why I ended up giving it like four stars instead of five. But I mean, it's still like such a powerful movie, such an important movie. And, you know, it kind of, you know, encourages us to do better. I'm yeah pen, you know, um, like I said, even like watch the movie, but after that, like, look up the stuff that Brian Stevenson has um said and done because he's just such a terrific speaker and so inspiring like like i tweeted at the end of the show i I will have an interview with him at the end of the show i also talked to so i talked to michael b jordan with jamie fox and that was great but brian stevenson in particular like i left that interview like feeling inspired i was like i'm gonna go take on the world and he was and when i left i was like when i was leaving you know when you're kind of leaving and you're collecting your cards so you kind of like see them for like another second or whatever um I was saying to him, oh my gosh, you leave me feeling so inspired. I can't wait to see what you do next. And he was like, well, come on down to Montgomery and see what we're doing there. And I was like, I have an American passport. I will. Oh! So, like, yeah. yeah, it was just... What, are going to yeah. join is free legal aid board? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to get time off work. But like, no, like he's, he is such, such an incredible... Is um, that
1: Montgomery in Alabama, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like a real... There's, um, there's this uh, like museum of... Uh, museum of like slavery in Alabama that's like really like it's one of those things like you should go it's kind of like Mm. Auschwitz like you should Mm. go to see it just Mm. Just to just to A the extent of it and be the actual physical this is what actually fucking happened and Mm. this is what these people were put through like how dehumanizing it was just it's incredible like incredible stuff Like and like the fact that this was all like what 150 years ago 170
2: mm. years ago it hasn't
1: what? gone away <laughs> no but like I mean it is like, it, and like it's still there to this day like and people wonder why yeah. you know
2: well that's what the 13th explores you yeah. know it's just it's yeah. just turned into kind of a different system now and that's the prison incarceration.
1: system incarceration you know? yeah.
0: yeah yeah. oh my god and watch a time to kill it's actually it's really good it, it is, is really so good yeah. it is, it's a very Hollywood
1: it's very Hollywoodized, I always thought though. But Yeah, it's kinda like go. the fugitive or something
0: almost. Yeah. It's like yeah. Yeah. But
1: really good though, like really entertaining. But like it does carry that
0: like that kind of It's got the courtroom stuff It well. does like and It OTT, does it so like, yeah. well Yeah yeah,
1: yeah,
3: yeah.
0: So um, That's
2: what I felt That Just Mercy Was trying to kind of Because it was kind of Trying to be straight drama But also a bit Hollywood as well Yeah So maybe that's Also why I kind of Gave it four. Like uh, mind you Everyone who I's, I've talked to Has absolutely loved it And I've heard some people Giving out saying Everybody should be Giving it five stars It's a terrific film But like At the end of the day oh, you right. know? Yeah, yeah
0: Just yeah. the cinema of it Yeah, yeah. Well yeah. from uh, One American film to another, <laughs> come on, like uh, Black Empowerment, Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, two main characters having a blast. Is I, it a real rump? It, it it actually is. This is a real. Aww, rump. yay!
1: Now, it is like <clears throat> I tell you right now. I was the early reviews came out uh, on Wednesday, and I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score, and it was ninety percent. I was like, what the actual fuck? And then you read through the reviews, and like most of them were kind of like three, three and a half. Mm-hmm. One or two maybe gave it eight out of ten, but for the most part, it's three, three and a half. So when people see like oh, but the rotten means like I everybody enjoyed it. Correct. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the thing, the thing that people should always remember about Rotten Tomato scores is, is that it's ninety. If, if it's ninety percent, it's ninety percent of critics so far have said this is good. They're not giving us... Yes or no, yeah. Yeah, it's not... It's a binary thing. Like, when you actually enter in your review... And D, Mm. you'll know what I'm talking about. When you enter in your review, you put in your score, and then you have to say fresh or rotten. Mm. So if you give it fresh, then, you know, even if it's just three and a half out of five... And there's still a lot of problems with
0: it. It's still counted yeah. as a positive review. Have yeah. you ever done like a, <clears throat> a three star rotten? No, yeah. you see, that's it. But if it go,
2: the- See, I, I always find that hard to negotiate. Yeah. Sometimes I've ended up giving three rotten and sometimes really fresh yeah they the, kind of just because like I, I don't know like i see three like so as the midway, it's, it's point, the midway for me. point
1: yeah whereas it's like the gro- two and a half is yeah. rotten yeah two and a half absolutely that's what i'm yeah. saying if, if yeah. it goes if it falls below three it's rotten two and a half is the midway point guys
2: i know it yeah. is literally but i don't know I, I have gotten uh, I, I don't know it's four it's,
0: stars is an all right film
2: no it's not see four stars is a very good film
0: yeah no it's pretty good it's pretty good
1: this is (laughs) I'm not watching a three star film this is three and a half stars.
2: Yeah. Or three
1: and a half Cadbury cream eggs. Yeah.
0: Yuck, 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 yuck. You're going to have to do one of those videos, by the way.
2: I don't like chocolate.
0: You don't have to eat the chocolate. I'll eat the chocolate. Entertainment.ie Instagram should have a cream egg-based 60-second uh, review from Brian for, for Bad, bad boys. boys for Life. And <clears throat> it was, gave it socks. It's great. Yeah, no,
1: I mean, to be honest, it. I went into this completely sceptical. I was fully prepared to be like this is going to be terrible. The trailers for this look terrible. And then I saw the 90% reviews are like, I'm even more convinced this is going to be shit. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to fucking prove those reviews wrong. And then I came to the end of the two hours and was like, that was actually quite good. Fair, fair. I mean, like... It, it is, it's kind of strange that like both Bumblebee and Bad Boys for Life were previously, you know, in the care of Michael Bay.
3: Mm. Yeah. Mm. And
1: the minute they're taken off and given to somebody else, <clears throat> it's that thing of like, we'll keep what works, we'll jettison the rest, we'll create something just far more coherent, yeah. far more, uh, I guess, easier for audiences to understand, and far more just broader kind of built. More solidly, not built. shit, basically. Not shit, basically. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm, yeah, taking You're basically the basically
2: describing way. a good movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it. The whole time I was watching, it was like, "This is good, this is good, th- that's
0: good, and that's good." And yeah, it was like, yeah. "This is good." I'm. Is it I'm, all just the dialogue, the witty banter?
1: It's, it's not even that necessarily. Like, I mean, some of the action sequences are
0: actually done quite well. Oh, They're actually good. directed very some rare. motorbike yeah. scenes, and it looks very uh, like gorgeous as well lots yeah, of neon and stuff yeah mm-hmm. like it's real like you can tell
1: like obviously the first Bad Boys was kind of done sort of as a, an homage if you like to Miami Vice Yeah, and they kind they of really brought it back to that it, seems. it did yeah to a certain degree like more in the aesthetic I think not necessarily in the kind of the storyline but in the aesthetic sure, like, yeah. like they get the neon and they get mm-hmm. the kind of like the hot nights in Miami kind of stuff and then the Porsche's like say that again I know hot Miami nights <laughs> um but yeah no it, it's, it was a lot of fun like I was enjoying every part of it there wasn't one moment of it where I was like oh, that's kind of shit no way yeah like I mean even the story of it itself and it's written by Joe Carnahan who people will know from like the A-Team he did this great film called Stretch with Mike Patrick Wilson and Chris Pine if you haven't seen it check it Stretch. out Stretch it's called it's really really good it's just like it's almost like a Tarantino film yeah kind of thing but it's really really good um
2: do you need to have seen the first two bad boys? No, not really. One? Did you not brush
0: up on your bad boy lore
1: before? Not really, not really. Have like, um, I mean, you seen
2: the first two though? Oh yeah, God, of course, yeah. yeah.
1: But like, I mean, I saw them years ago and yeah. they're not the kind of films that would be like, oh, I'm going to throw this on and watch this again. Yeah. Like I saw yeah. them about like 10 years ago. But and... even,
0: yeah, like some of the characterization from the trailer, what I saw, seems to be almost like an Adam Sandler movie or something where it's like, what are you doing sitting on the couch? There we're is. meant to be bad boys yeah yeah I mean there is defi- <laughs> we've gotten old what yeah. do you like that's it like I will say that definitely
2: <laughs> you made Charlotte laugh you made Charlotte
3: laugh <laughs> yes. it's my bar it's the- <laughs> yeah if she if Charlotte laughs you know that, that was a
0: good joke put, put down head. the remote <laughs> oh, get oh, your badge back what, one oh, more you? time in the hot seat oh there you go you're doing great I um,
1: ever did it I did it <laughs> <laughs> play to Tony face. I look at her trying to stay look at her trying to stay fucking like solid the whole time I love it <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no. What I would say about bad boys for life is, is that, yeah, absolutely, it is that. Those tropes
0: work, like they do. <laughs>
1: they fucking do. Like these are old lads who are, you know, too old for this shit. Like I mean, there's you a lot son of a bitch. Yeah, this is like, you son of a bitch. I'm in, but it is totally. <laughs> yeah, I know from Rick and Morty. Rick and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is like you're watching. It's like this is like lethal weapon. This is bad boys for life. This is like. It is total... <laughs> I mean, your second reference was Bad Boys for Life. or sorry, Bad Boys, the original <laughs> one. But like, no, it's total 90s action. Like, the whole time I was watching, I was like, you could have made this.
2: I love 90s action. You'll love this then. 90s action's yeah. great. I know, that's what I'm saying. But, but like, does it feel mm-hmm.
1: retro or is it just... I
2: don't
0: know See, how,
1: What's 90s action? 90s action... OTT? OTT, ridiculousness, one-liners all the like, time.
2: Like, think... Um, well, my reference, it would be like Speed or yeah. Lethal yeah. Weapon. I know Lethal Weapon is like but it's late 80s, it's late 80s almost 90s. Late 90s what yeah. even is that
0: though I'm still trying to pin it down it's yeah it's a blasé dialogue blasé yeah very kind of it's all tr- music score or something yeah
1: music is quite important to it but also as well you have a certain level of uh, uh, I self-awareness is how I would describe it but not that kind of smug we're gonna make this joke before you can make this joke it's sort it's of it's not
0: hyper meta or whatever yeah not yeah. at all
1: it's more kind of like look this is an action film the laws of the laws of conventional wisdom do not apply here Yeah, you're going to have a scene where Martin Lawrence is in uh, a, a, a little what are those, those? Sidecars, car. side yeah. <laughs> in that. a sidecar with a big huge machine gun and they're going to be racing down the middle could of he Miami. not have
0: driven the motorbike I bet he asks do you know what I mean like I mean there's there's
1: certain points in it where you're just like this is like oh yeah oh yeah and there's a bit with a helicopter in it where there's a guy firing a rocket out of it like class yeah that's I it I also
0: saw there seemed to be a scene of like there's new young cops almost like they look like twenty-two Jump Street 20, Yeah, it is. It's twenty-two Jump Street. Like, yeah, you have
1: Vanessa Hudgens. You have um, other people whose name I've completely forgotten now. But they're all very good. Like, and like, the does final... Will Smith say, "What's a TikTok?" This is well, you know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> hey, the...
2: Will Smith loves his social media. He'd be he does, all yeah. over
1: TikTok. I'd be surprised, actually. But, like, it is the final kind of 35 minutes of it or so. They are setting these up as, like, we're going to have to team up with the ammo. The ammo squad. That's what they're called. <laughs> the Advanced Metropolitan Miami Organizing. Oh, so, God. I'm, but, yeah, they have this acronym. Anyway. And it the, the final, like, 35, 40 minutes is setting these up as, like, we're going to team up. And then, like, sure enough, the ending of it is, you know. It could be some legacy there. Legacy kind of thing here. A bit of Fast and Furious kind of vibe. I you know I really was skeptical about this this isn't like me being kind of like having a gras for action movies and just giving it fucking three and a half stars because
2: it's a bit of that
1: three and a half it's not it's
2: really not I'm teasing it's really not I know I know when you watch a shit action movie you will shit all over it like that Michael Bay one correct yeah six underground
1: that was terrible mile 22 terrible this was actually very well
0: done, like very solidly made. Like, because I like as well. We've talked about this, where it's like I like that you have given it a really enthusiastic review because you were so pleasantly surprised. Yes, but it's still three and a half. In it's fairness. still three
1: and a half. Like, it's still ridiculous. Like, I mean, like the storyline is just straight out of a fucking telenovela, soap opera thing. Like, it is stupid as fuck. Brilliant. But I, I, pardon me, was like, yeah, that's stupid. But like, come on, this is bad boys. Like, I mean, there's an element of. I I can mm. forgive certain stupidity, but the other parts was like, come on now, you're being, yeah. a, you're being a bit, yeah. it's a bit much. Yeah. I would encourage both of you to watch it because I would, I wonder if you would have the same kind of mm. reaction to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I was really skeptical. Like I w- was, I went in shields up, ready to shit all over. Yeah. It, and mm. I came away. You want that though? You want a nice yeah. little. Action I, I, yeah. I was surprised because like even with the even with the high Rotten Tomatoes score, I was like, there's no fucking way this is correct. Like, and then I was like, oh shit, i I'm actually. I am I am surprised. Yeah. This was good. Yeah.
2: Could so. actually end up doing well because, I mean, the first two Bad Boys movies, I don't know if you know this, but they have, I don't know if it's quite a record, but they have this notorious reputation for making huge box office receipts and they were both, like, panned, essentially. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. There are a few, a few movies like that and I think they're up there for, like, the reviews and the box office yeah. receipts just being completely out of whack. So um, the only thing I'd wonder is, has come a bit late, but I mean, you know, Aladdin last year proved that Will Smith still has that kind of box office attraction. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So let's and see. And
1: it's gas as well that, like, Ang Lee directed Gemini Man. I was just thinking of Gemini Man. <laughs> yeah, like, like Ang Lee, who, like this incredible director. It was, it was a did, flop, was
0: it? It like was case. a complete flop. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I don't couldn't think have it was been a small budget. budget. Like, it
2: was. It wasn't. It, but it didn't do great. It didn't do great.
1: There you go. But, like, yeah. Ang Lee, the guy who did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, yeah. must caution, like, this incredible director. Sense and sensibility. Sense and sensibility, like, this incredible yeah. director, like, he's doing an action video. Holy shit, it's going to be amazing. And it was not great.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so the fact that they got the action right in this one. Yeah, was... and, like, they get, like these two lads who are basically music
1: video directors from uh, from their Moroccan Belgian. Right. That's like, the
2: directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bilal
1: and, uh, sorry, Bilal and Farah, I think... Abdi, oh God, I've forgotten their names. I'm, yeah. I'm terrible, but Brilliant. it was two guys. I'm really sorry. Luck, but uh, these two guys. Anyway, um, this was like their first English language film, and it's incredible. Like it's so well directed. Like it's and so smartly kind of paced and edited. Like yeah, just, I'm. I was really surprised. There you have it. There you have. <laughs> it.
2: Oh, just in case you're wondering, it's Adil L. Arbi and Bilal Falal. There you go. Fla. Fair Fla. In uh, fairness, they're very teased, awkward. Yeah. Yeah, they're
1: Moro- they're Moroccan Belgians, but like, yeah, they like this was like their Fla. first English
0: language film, and it was just, just great. Just Fair. it was really enjoyable. Fair play. It was really play yeah. nice all round episode. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've got uh, three big reviews in there. Yeah, and, and we've got a... more on the horizon, which won't be revealed. <laughs> Because uh, we're,
2: <laughs> we're not sure what we yeah. actually have seen for next There's week. There's movies out. There will be movies.
0: But be do you do you want to tee up your interview?
2: Yeah, so, um, well, I'll just, well, we just play them both in a row, sure. So first we'll play Brian Stevenson. So this is the guy who I said is, oh, oh my God, so incredible. I can't even like describe the feeling of just sitting there talking to him. I was just there like, I'm so upset I have to get through my questions because I just want to sit and talk to you for like an hour and I've kind of pick it that. You- thing. So and that thing. Wow, he's, yeah. he's, oh my god just just listen to the interview and you'll see and then after that I talk to um Michael B. Jordan and Jimmy Fox, who are really, really cool. Hmm. So,
0: (laughs) They didn't ask you to move to Montgomery.
2: No, no. But they talked about um, what did they talk about? They just talked about getting into character because I was really interested in what it's like, you know, when you're playing real life figures because they both have experience playing that. And I also asked them because like I was talking to you guys, I'm really fascinated by the name, just uh, mercy to the film. So I asked what that title meant to both of them. So here it is. Michael, Jamie, congratulations on Just Mercy. Such a beautiful movie and such wonderful performances from both of
4: you. Thank Thank you. you.
2: I suppose I wanted to ask, first of all, how familiar were you with uh, Brian Stevenson, his work and the book before you actually started work on the film?
4: About four or five years ago, I introduced to his memoir, and that was the first, honestly, that I've heard of, uh, of Brian Stevenson in his work, and I was a bit embarrassed that he wasn't more of a household name, that I didn't hear about him and I didn't know him. So I got a chance to uh, listen to his, him speak, watch his TED Talk, um, got a chance to meet him, and I, really got a full understanding of the important work that he was doing so it it really motivated me to want to get this movie made and and get it made the right way so it it took a few years for us to um, uh, get a get a script that we were comfortable with and and yeah everything started to fall right into place.
2: For yourself Jamie? Um, I,
4: I, I was just so happy
5: and honored and humbled to get the call from Michael to do uh, this really important film. You know, my father got a chance to watch this film. He had been incarcerated uh, for some unjust causes. Uh, he was an educator, and and um, in the inner city. And to see him watch this film, and he talked to me about how important it was. You know, he was very he's very uh, uh, instrumental in the way I developed as a, as a young man. You know, up to to you know to as an adult right now. So to see the impact of this film of what it's doing with everybody. Everybody that sees it, they come out changed, they're crying and they they have these emotional moments and they're they're also, you know, they wanna be active. Like, what can we do to to change uh, these things? And and if if I'm not mistaken, Brian Stevenson now has been fielding hundreds of calls of lawyers who are calling to say, we'll work pro bono to help uh, with some of these cases.
2: Amazing, yeah and in the film you too of course play real life figures and you have done so in the past as well is there an added kind of weight of responsibility that comes with these kind of roles
4: yeah i think i think we is there's, there's a there's a you know there's a pressure to want to get it right and i think it's a pressure that we put on ourselves you know to want to represent you know these people in the best light and, 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 and an honest portrayal of, of 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 who they are flaws and all um, and you know the fact that you know, Brian was on set every once in a while and somebody that, you know, I could pick up the call and get advice from and and, um, and pick his brain about certain things. Uh, you know, he could pick up the phone and call me and tell me that I wasn't doing a good mm-hmm. job either. <laughs> but, uh, but just to have that pressure, I think it was a, a healthy chip. It allowed me to, you know, um, I don't know, make. I wanted to do him justice. I wanted to make him proud. And for yourself,
2: Jamie, because I think Walter McMillan, he just passed away a few years ago. Yeah, but it, it was yeah.
5: talking to Michael, talking to Brian, and sort of like... You know, Walter and I sort of looked the same, you know, aesthetically. So then you know, it was just a matter of honing in on what the voice would be or what his mannerism would be, what he mm-hmm. was. Asking Brian, like, what was he like, you know? Uh, and Brian was like, he was a very hopeful person. Um, and, uh, you know, very Southern, you know, Southern black man. And uh, so uh, with that in mind, we, you know, took that journey and and uh, the way the movie's playing in front of people now, we just, we really knew we got it right. And the A-plus cinema score and all those other things that comes along with what you hope the movie is going to be is a testament to Michael B. Jordan and what he's done with uh, you know, producing it and being in front of the cameras. It's great.
2: I think that the title is so brilliant as well. Just Mercy. Yeah. It's very kind of open yeah, look to interpretation. At it's beautiful. That's beautiful. What does Just Mercy mean to both of you? The title hmm. of the film.
4: I think it means to me, yeah. you know, just having compassion. Mm-hmm. Having compassion, um, being a full, wholehearted human, you know, and uh, and, and looking at people um, with empathy, you know, and understanding, I think I think that's a, what it means to me.
5: I, I agree with that.
2: Brian, congratulations on your incredible life journey and on your book, Just Mercy, which inspired Thank the film. You. I suppose my very first question is, and this might be going back a few years, but where did the title Just Mercy actually come from?
6: You know, I, um, I, I was wanting to just get people to think more honestly about uh, the people we put in jails and prisons, you know. Um, people debate policy in this space as if we're gonna put crimes in prison. Mm. And we create these punishments that are focused entirely on the crime. And the truth is, we don't put crimes in prison, we put people in prison. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get people to understand that when you're talking about people, you're talking about complex uh, organisms. And um, I, I just think we've created a system in America that is devoid of mercy. And we talk so much about it in our personal lives. We want mm-hmm. to be forgiven when we do bad things, but. And and for me, that means we have to be willing to forgive others. And Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to introduce this notion of mercy into how we think about justice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like the idea that we need uh, just mercy, that that we just not talked about that. And if we just focus just on mercy, that would be great. But also believe that justice without mercy isn't justice. And so that was where the idea of just mercy came from.
2: I was wondering, um, when you were being approached about, you know, turning the book into a movie, like across your career, you know, um, with regards to talking about various social issues and the criminal justice system, you've kind of used the platform of speech quite readily, you use literature, and now you're using the medium of film. Is that something you kind of consciously thought about, the power of cinema? Yeah, I did. I mean,
6: I was initially very reluctant because this is a medium where I have less control and that was Mm -hmm. worrisome to me, but meeting Destin, the director, and then when Michael B. Jordan got involved, they were really aligned into doing this the right way and that gave me the confidence. It's a very powerful Art form. Uh, I mean the book takes way longer than two hours to read and so being able to present people this story and get them close to these issues in a, in a two hour film is a really powerful way to engage more people and I'm really excited for folks to see the <laughs> film.
2: And what's it been like actually being on the promotional trail with the likes of Michael B. Joy (laughs) and Jamie Foxx, Brie Larson, these superstars? Yeah, Yeah. well,
6: to to be honest, it's been a lot of fun. They are great, great people. Um, uh, Michael and Jamie and I have spent a lot of time together. And they're just wonderful human beings. I've enjoyed uh, uh, spending time with them. The entire cast has been a real thrill to work with. It's really uh, humbling to see people who are so talented and uh, have the kind of celebrity that they have, devote themselves uh, to to getting people to pay attention to these kinds of issues. I'm really honored by that, Uh, but it's been a thrill. Uh, It's exhausting doing these junkets, I'm not going to lie, but it's been wonderful to have the opportunity to talk about this work
2: and what was that um experience you know both i suppose like what you were feeling and what you were thinking actually seeing your life you know on the big screen like that for the first time
6: well the first time i watched the film i don't think i breathed for two hours and (laughs) 17 minutes which doesn't sound humanly possible but that's exactly what it felt like and i couldn't i was so apprehensive and i was just in that critical evaluative place where you're just making sure nothing bad happens Uh, it was really the second time that i saw the film that i was actually able to enjoy it and see the amazing performances, and um, it's surreal, uh, but it's very exciting. I'm really thrilled that people are going to see what I've been seeing for the last 35 years and have the opportunity to react and respond to the kind of injustice that has defined and shaped my life. I, I just think people will be motivated to do more once they get close enough to see what we present in Just Mercy, and I hope that they do do more because we absolutely need to create a more reliable system.
2: And on that subject, Brian, just my very last question for you, something you said um, last week on The Ellen Show really struck me. There's something better waiting for us in America. What can both America and we across the world do to get to that better
6: place? I think we have to reckon with the truth of our histories. I think we have to talk more about the injustice, the inequality, the mistakes we've made, the abuse we've condoned. I think we have to push against the politics of fear and anger, which breed uh, contempt and oppression and inequality and cause people to tolerate things they shouldn't tolerate. I do think uh, that there is something better waiting for us. I think there's something that feels more like freedom and equality than what we've experienced anywhere on the planet. But to get there, we're going to have to fight. We're going to have to stand up when people say, sit down. We're going to have to speak when people say, be quiet. But when we do that, something really powerful and transformational happens. And I'm excited to imagine a world where more people are doing that, because I think it can yield some really beautiful things. Tell me everything that happened.
4: The first time I visited death row, I wasn't expecting to meet somebody the same age as me, from a neighborhood just like ours. Could have been me, mama. But what you're doing is going to make a lot of people upset. You always taught me to fight for the people who need the help most. Your life is still meaningful, and I'm going to do everything possible to keep them from taking it.
5: You don't know what you're into down here in Alabama.